0: Studies show that over 62% of podcast listeners still rely on word of mouth recommendations to find their podcasts. So what if you can build that word of mouth into your podcast systems and create audience engagement and viral growth of new listeners? Heck yes. This is why I wanted to chat with Pod Inbox founder, Pat Chung. He'll share an audience engagement strategy and tool that will help you accomplish it faster. Howdy, welcome to the Leverage Your Podcast Show. I'm your host, Lindsay Phillips of smoothbusinesspodcasting.com. My goal here is to help you leverage podcasting to skyrocket your visibility authority and business by sharing insider secrets from podcast industry experts who have created a successful business through podcasting. So let's take a listen to our chat. Hey, I'm here today with Pat Chung of Pod Inbox. And of course, everyone knows I love tools and apps and softwares. So I was stalking Pat on LinkedIn (laughs) and said, uh, checked out one of his articles that was about um, audience engagement strategies for podcasters. And I thought, oh my gosh, I have to invite him on. Um, So thanks for joining me, Pat. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks for having me, Lindsay.
0: Yeah. And so... It's hard with podcasts, right? Because you think it's the audience is so like remote. They listen on iTunes and stuff, and like, who the heck are they? And how do you get a hold of them? And how do you like interact with them? And that can be a real big part that podcasters struggle with. So that's what piqued my interest in your article and that topic. Um, so, can you kind of speak a little bit about like what audience engagement even means?
1: sure i think um i think maybe just to start off with a little background too um when we first started pod inbox we're like wow you know we you know i listen to i've been a long time listening to podcasts pretty much since it began and uh you know we see different podcasters doing different things we see like prolific ones like we think prolific ones they engage your audience quite a bit They, they don't just engage them on social they actually find a way to bring them into the show Mm. So we think that's really interesting, and we, we kind of examined and studied why do they do that. And we, you know, our our, our theory is we they, we think they do that to help grow the show, right? So, and then we looked at, and then I listened to all these little, you know, tiny little podcasts too. The, Uh, very niche ones uh, in in the stuff I'm interested in. We're like, oh, not everyone does that. So um, we're wondering, you know, we first started by asking the question, why aren't they doing it? You know, why are the prolific ones doing it? Why aren't they doing it? Is it because they don't have the tools to do it? Or maybe there's some lack of education of why that's important. So that's how we started. Um, And as we kind of went down that rabbit hole of trying to answer some of these questions we thought well, okay maybe there aren't that many great tools out there right yeah uh, there's a lot of the social tools like if i were to ask you now Lindsay, like how do you engage with your audience you know do you ever bring them onto the show or is it mainly through instagram twitter or linkedin or-
0: yeah and that is a valid question because it, you kind of get stuck in a rut too of how you mm-hmm. produce your podcast and promote and what have you and you see what others are doing And I've never really had it in my head to like have audience, like how do you bring them closer? And yeah, I get emails, like, you know, you get reviews and you, you know, get comments on social and maybe even some DMs and comments and people responding to emails and stuff like that. But to me, I'm kind of like, okay, (laughs) like what else can you do?
1: Yeah. So that's good that, like, I'm kind of like half glad that you're a little confused. Like, it, or, or, but it's also then becomes the onus of us to kind of help teach that a little bit. Right. So, um, and it's funny you said reviews because uh, I was, uh, uh, I don't know if you know Evo Terra. He has a pretty good uh, podcast too. He's been a prolific podcast for a long yeah. time. Yeah. You know, he kept on equating our thing with reviews and mm. because that's traditionally one of the few places we do engage with our fans, right? You get Otherwise, we're just Yeah, you get feedback, right? So I see why he kept on thinking about reviews, but, you know, we're a little bit of a different paradigm. We wanted to create a platform where you could just directly, you know, kind of touch some of your, what we call your, your super fans, the people who are, who, who will engage, and not all your audience is going to engage. Like from, you know, what we studied, it's probably about like one to 3%. Unless you have great content that maybe you could get up to 9%. But people who um, actually actively engage are not going to be your full audience, but you want to at least have some mechanism where you activate them. Um, and, uh, you know, I could go through, maybe you, you referred to this article. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if we're referring to the same article, but, we, you know, I call it the pirate metrics to growth. Oh, okay. Um, and we call it that because the acronym is, a-R-R-R-R, and, and if you next one. <laughs> right, exactly, That's awesome. it's R, right, and I kind of stole that from the startup world, because we have a similar uh, acronym for, for tech startups, but I was like, oh, this is pretty useful for uh, podcasters, too, and uh, the A stands for activate, yeah. right, because, uh, you know, being a longtime podcast consumer, uh, you know, most podcasts I listen to, if they don't tell me to do anything, I'm just a happy camper just kind of listening passively right and uh and those people are good of course you know get your numbers up but those people aren't going to help you grow right Mm. and our our theory is uh you know you know uh, you know half the uh, podcasters we ask this question to maybe know the answer it's like what's what's still the number one way to grow your show
0: Get more listeners and attract more yeah, and...
1: yeah, but how do you do that, right? So yeah. like according to you know companies like Edison Research, they say still the number one way is word of mouth.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Right, it's still, and, and even if you look at your own behavior, it's like, when's the last time you maybe added a show? Well, maybe arguably you just searched through a directory but we're probably already all on all the directories, right? We're already on iTunes. We're already on Spotify. There's no much, there's not much more you can do <laughs> to kind of grease that wheel, right? Yeah. But we think there is something you could do to grease the wheel of uh, of word of mouth. Like, unfortunately, there's no word of mouth button that you could push on your computer. But there must be something you could do, right? So we think it's, well, activate that, you know, 3 to 9% of your audience to be active first and if you you know do the other parts of the r which is like recognize you reply to them and then you reward them and then at the finally you request you know we re- re- make a request like tell them to um you know or ask them to tell a friend or or maybe you don't ask them maybe the reward is good enough that you get their excitement level so bubbled up that they'll naturally just tell their friends mm. uh, you know and one of the rewards we, we teach a lot is like if you're using our, uh, I guess just uh, another um, uh, context is, uh, so Pod inbox. we let podcasters easily receive audio messages from fans. That's one that's of our cool. core features. So, and of that core feature, you could download that audio clip and add it to your show, right? So, oh, that's a good uh, idea. Like some kind of Q&A tends to do really well, because if you think about it, your your listeners are listening to you every week, if it's a weekly show or if it's a daily show. They, they, they really value... Uh, not only your show, but they would love to maybe be on it, like make a cameo or on on it or something. That would be cool. Yeah. So what better way for them to brag about your show than by putting them on it,
0: right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) People get really excited. That's when, that's one way of greasing that word of mouth, right? Otherwise, like, how do you, you know, like just knowing that word of mouth is one of the biggest ways to grow. It doesn't help us unless we know how to, grease that wheel
0: right how to leverage it and how to use it yeah,
1: how to leverage it exactly so yeah yeah we teach and I'm happy to go 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 down that yeah keep
0: hole. at her it's good stuff
1: yeah so uh when we say activate you know uh like if you you know we feel like you know sometimes we're always combating against social So social is great but you know when's the last time you know we all learn the same things right interact with people on social and maybe hopefully one day they'll uh, subscribe to your podcast, mm. right? But how, when's the last time like you interacted with like a podcaster you liked? They maybe liked your comment and you were so excited that like you told a friend about it, you know? Yeah, you know, and you know, from what we've seen, it's like that's maybe not enough reward, like, unless like. Maybe like, you know, I'm a big fan of The Rock. A lot of people follow him on social, right? Probably one of the biggest guys, right? Yeah, he's awesome, super inspiring. Maybe if he liked my comment on his post, I would tell a friend, it's like, hey, The Rock is, you know, if you're maybe like this huge personality and and then you, um, you know, you get some uh, fan engagement from from a celebrity, maybe, maybe you'd be pretty excited about it. But... You know, we think for the long tail of podcasters, um, social is good. You know, it's definitely a good habit, but maybe not good enough. Uh, but what we teach and activate is direct engagement is pretty key, right? Mm-hmm. If you're directly engaging, so on Pod inbox, you know, if you can imagine someone leaves you a message, um, you could leave an audio reply to their message, oh. you know, we think that's pretty nice. Cause let's say I'm following your podcast. I've listened to you like for a couple months, um, You know that's uh if you were to reply to me and i'm you know respect what you said that would mean a lot to me that would mean more to me than maybe like a social like or something like that it's a two-way conversation
0: right like you're you're establishing a bigger relationship than just a passive listener
1: right then all of a sudden you're kind of like a friend and i want to tell people about your show like at least other Mm. podcasters or whatever your subject's about so we think that's kind of a really good way to leverage that audience engagement and and we say that's kind of like a medium level reward uh going to the other r uh the reply is like a, but but the big reward is like if you could include them into your show
0: right if they're
1: listening to your show and they heard you know their question or their story yeah that's thing that they could share right so that's when you create that like audiogram you 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 get them to share uh that Mm -hmm. they were on your show and then and then that's how that's how that works and um and the other thing you know we like to clarify when telling this story is like a lot of people when they're kind of teaching this uh, word of mouth thing they always kind of do this kind of simplistic analogy it's like if you have 10 listeners and they tell 10 listeners you know then you get 20 and then you know you do the law of doubling yeah. and then all of a sudden you're at a million after a month right no, that's not how it works, right? <laughs> Because that assumes all 10 of your passive listeners become yeah, yeah. active listeners. Not. That's just not going to happen. No,
0: unfortunately. You know,
1: maybe about 1 to 3%, you know, maybe one out of that 10 will like uh but they won't just tell one friend. If you that's really true. excite them, they're going to tell them like 10 of their friends that kind of resemble their their uh interests or behavior. So we say get to know that one person really well because that person is going to unlock 10, 10 or 20 of their friends to listen to mm. your podcast, right? Like like one of my favorite podcasts is this podcast called uh, This Week in Startups. It's like quickly climbing climbing the charts because uh, the host of that podcast, uh, Jason Calacanis, he's like a master of just engaging his audience. He does it mm. through YouTube Lives. You know, he does it through in-person yeah, um, and things like that. And he brings people on a show sometimes. So, um, yeah, we we think it really works.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, like, to me, it's like engaging that audience is more than just that little back and forth. It's like, it's creating that relationship with your listeners Mm -hmm. so that, like you said, they tell like their friends or they share it with like, Oh, this is an absolute go-to resource because you're also tapping into their audience, not just that one person, but their following or their community Mm -hmm. or, their tribe
1: yeah i mean I, i'd probably clarify a little too that like it may maybe it's just giving the um and maybe this is sounding disingenuous but like giving the impression that you're creating a relationship because yeah you know podcasters as, as as soon as your audience um gets bigger then community becomes a lot harder right yeah and uh yeah just to catch up on some of your podcasts i, I heard your podcast with chris yeah great great tips about community and um, yeah, community is hard. It, it, it's hard when you don't have a team, right? So you have True. to make sure you do things that you can sustain, uh, right? Because, um, you know, if you start a community and you just you don't have time to kind of keep engaging on like a live basis, then that becomes that could be a little bit difficult. It can right? fall flat. So like, you know, what we teach a lot is like have direct engagement that could be good enough. Right, someone gets really excited. They don't expect you to be there for them at their beckoning call, right? <laughs> no, but um, you know, if you do stuff like add, you know, like I said, like you know, give them a cameo on your show. That's like that could, you know, that could excite them for a long enough time that, you know for them to kind of help spread the word. Um, yeah, so building a relationship, maybe you know, that sounds good, but that might be a little hard. You know, you know, we, we kind of like to design it so that you know, just enough of a touch point. Um, gotcha. For example, I'll, I'll kind of bring up uh, good examples who, who we see like uh, Jordan Harvinger. Uh, I don't know if you mm-hmm. know his yep. show, very prolific, but he does, I don't think he's building a relationship with anyone, right? He, you can't with 11 million uh, listeners. Um, uh, but what you could do is he, you know, he does, uh, he does three episodes a week and on every Friday episode, it's called Feedback Friday, where he takes like, I think five to six, uh, uh audience, uh, questions. And then he answers them. Right. Nice. It's not really a relationship, but he's giving that reward, right. Yeah. Recognizing the audience members, giving one full episode out of three, uh, to, to, to do that, uh, ever since the beginning of his podcast, he didn't just do it when he got big, Yeah. he did it, you know, when it was small too, and he keeps doing it. So, you know, that could be a lesson of like, you know, stuff like that is important. It's like important hygiene, right. <laughs>
0: That's a good way to put it. But yeah, I like it because like, even as a listener, like if I had a question, and it got answered, or it was addressed or whatever, it just makes you it validates your question for starters. Mm -hmm. It also makes you feel important. And then you feel like that person is like that they give a crap, and -hmm. that they're a go to resource and Mm -hmm. that goes a long way.
1: Oh, yeah, totally. And I think sometimes podcasters forget like their biggest sort of gift or asset they have is their show Mm -hmm. so like you could just as well answer a question on uh i don't know reply back on instagram or twitter or something like that but this show is like something that fans really value they listen to it all the time like getting a reply on something like your show versus like twitter is like a world of difference like the excitement level is totally different right
0: that's true i never really thought Um, about it that way
1: So yeah, highly recommend it. Um, Any kind of Q and A type thing or a listener story, like even, you know, when I think of your show, it's like people are learning a ton of stuff. Uh, It'd be cool, you know, to kind of hear, has anyone taken uh, action on, you know, any one of those and had some success story or something Right. like doing that once a month, like three success stories, you know, just add a bonus episode or something,
0: (laughs) you know, that's true.
1: It's a whole new dimension to the show. Right.
0: Yeah. And for me it's like getting that feedback like it even if it's like you know two people and it's it's not like in droves but like even just hearing something like oh i'm actually going to use that that was really helpful and like hearing how it affected them later on it's like yay it's -hmm. like the numbers to me like sure i look at them every now and then but just hearing those personal like feedbacks, yeah. it's kind of like when you're doing a video, you know, you're speaking to one person Yeah. or if you help one person, it, it makes you feel right. like, okay, it's worth it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you bring up like um, a pattern of another uh, really prolific podcaster that I, I enjoy. Um, uh, not everyone enjoys them, but probably the top four podcasts like Dave Ramsey, right? Actually, this is something that Chris Kermitza talked about too, like live calling, right? Yeah. Is why we're, we're excited. Um, you know, live calling is great. Great. If you could do live calling, by all means, do it. But live calling, you'll probably need a team. You need someone to filter the, the people. You need someone to kind of vet out the people. You need that live calling software. So it's not easy. But, you know, with something like Pod Inbox, we, we kind of think of it as the, like the, maybe like the cheap live calling alternative, right? Where you could still get that other voice. Yeah. And it's exactly like what you said. It's like when you are listening to someone's, uh, scenario or, or their success story or whatever. That's what his show whole show is based on. If you think about the success of the Dave Ramsey show, sure, he's a personality in and of himself, but people want to hear these crazy stories of people. That's <laughs> like so either, true. Right, either... You know, spending unwisely. That's probably what got him famous. Uh, And then, of course, then the success stories like, wow, they went from like, yeah, you know, spending like crazy to like now, you know, they've saved beyond their dreams and and things like that. He created, he made the fan, the hero of the story. Right. And he's just the guide. Uh, It's it's a classic sort of uh, a pattern and he leverages it like a master. Uh, and yeah. he does it through live call-ins. And, uh, you know, we think for the long tail of podcasters, they probably can't do live call-ins. Live call-ins is super hard. Like we, we've studied many shows that that does live call-ins. And you do kind of need a little army <laughs> behind that. Um, and a big you know, following
0: but, to make sure you're getting the calls in.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And to make sure they're Logistics. not going to go crazy once they're live and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> but, you know, if you have...
1: Yeah, if you, have, if you have a way to field some of these, uh, you know, beforehand and then kind of include the right ones. And yeah, that, that could be a good technique.
0: So how does pod inbox work? Like if someone signed up and went inside, like what are some of the features? And because I know I, I'm like very visual and I have to like mm-hmm. picture it in my head. So how do you, how would you explain it?
1: Sure. So we explained it a little bit like... Um, I don't know if we should keep using this analogy but early on in our in our where we started we we use patreon analogy a lot so you create your own pod inbox page so you send your users there just like you would send them to patreon and and the reason why i say we maybe shouldn't use it because we've added monetization too (laughs) so i don't want to um step on their toes too much um so you you set set up a page for your podcast that you could customize the page to be branded like have have your cover art have your podcast title and then there's just a big inbox button that um, lets people uh, leave a message on their web browser so super easy you just press record you can leave it you can replay it you could start over and all that stuff right and then you just press submit and when you press submit uh, we do ask um, uh, the users to create an account and log in uh it's very simple we don't think it's much of a barrier entry it's just asking for their uh email and yeah password um and the reason why we do that is we we want to give you your their, that contact ah. so we use it as a lead capture and that's also important because um you know when we were doing the whole research for creating this tool we asked a lot a ton of podcasters we, we talked to do you have an email list yet and i was surprised to find uh first happy to find that most podcasters know they need one. (laughs) They've heard it enough uh, (laughs) through all their trainings and stuff to say, yeah, we need one. But then we, then we ask them, well, do, do you have one yet? And then they're like, no, not yet. Uh, And the biggest barrier is like, you have to create something usually kind of like what's called like a lead magnet, right? Yeah. Some reason for them to enter in their email address. Right. And we think this is a pretty decent um, reason, you know, if you want to, leave a message for the show to kind of be on it, then that's a pretty good reason, right?
0: And, yeah, we, and it's you know, easy to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's super easy to do. If you can visualize it, uh, we get them to record the audio first. Once they're happy with it, when they press submit, then we say, Hey, you know, oh, log in. Right? Smart. So it's a little, you know, we don't, we don't ask for the login up front. We let them get a little taste of it. Um, and then, um, you know, the other good thing about that is we think, uh, you know, a lot of people think, well, I'm only going to start out with a small email list. Well, that's kind of the whole thing we're teaching. You're not going to know a hundred percent of your audience, but you, you should at least know that one to 9%, you know, the people who could yeah. are actively engaging, those are the ones that are, are kind of worth sending your newsletter to or whatever you're going to send because the other people are probably just, just quite happy being passive and they, they should be allowed to be left alone and exist. <laughs> uh, but if they're activated, uh, then, yeah, they, they probably want to hear what you're saying, right? So Yeah, they, people...
0: they want more tips. They want they may even want the next step, whatever your business model is. So you need a way to nurture, engage, mm-hmm. and get in contact with for sure.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so that's how it looks like. And then the, the other really different thing is um, – uh you know by the way, I'm a product designer and ux designer by trade. I'm also the founder of pot and box, so definitely biased against uh, you know for our product and um and the other kind of big difference is all the messages are uh default public, so when you go to a, like let's say your page if you if you had one, then people could you know listen to a couple other messages before oh, they leave their own because we think that's you know, you know, I would want to know experience. what other people
0: are asking. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Especially
1: just even as an example, like what kind of question, how long should it be? And, you know, what kind of format? Or I whatever. know, right? Yeah, just to get an idea of um, yeah, what it is you want, right? Or what's popular. So uh, we think public matches is super interesting. No, no one's really doing that yet.
0: And everyone you know, loves to be heard. Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone's like, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's the other, maybe, I feel like I'm talking a lot if I'm I'm talking too much, let me know. But uh, that's the other kind of point of rewarding that audience, right? If they engage, uh, we let them create like a little social profile, just like all all these other kind of social apps where, you know, you click on their name and learn a little bit more about their profile, right? Because we know people want to, you know, they want to support your show, but they also want to tell other people who they are, right? So if they do, we give them that opportunity. Yeah. Absolutely. and um you know which kind of leads me to uh so two weeks ago i guess almost three weeks now we just uh launched our monetization feature nice because we think for the long tail podcasters as much as we all want to be you know the top podcasts that are making tons of sponsorship revenue and all that um it's just nice to get a little validation monetary mm-hmm. validation and support from their fans so if you can imagine um yeah, just we, we created a really easy way to uh, submit like a little tip and uh, and we gamify that experience. So uh, we have this thing called the leaderboard that um, you could see, you know, who's your biggest kind of tippers. And then oh. that's kind of another way to recognize. Right. And, and we don't see any other platform doing that. Uh, yeah. Any other, yeah. Podcast monetization platform. So we think that's pretty interesting. and. Um, and then soon we're about to, you know, release uh, what, what we call message tips. So if you really want to get noticed by the podcaster um, and, you know, you leave a message and a tip, then maybe that's your way of saying, um, uh, you know, maybe I'll pay a little bit more attention to it, right? Uh if you if you leave a tip and maybe you'll get, you know, better oh, chance I see what you mean. of included in the show. Right, right. Yeah. And one good example of this is uh it's another good show. Um this is more in the I guess a little bit more esoteric, but he's also very popular. It's called Mindscape. Um and a friend actually just told me about this one. It's like one of these huge physics podcasts. Oh okay. they're kind of becoming all the rage now like these Deep science ones, Ooh. right? <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. That's I'm not a range. physics guy. But it's like like Lex Friedman got popular because he's like super technical, right? Now this guy's like maybe one rung down or whatever, but um, he does these. Um, so once a month, he does these three hour long Q&A episodes. Holy. Um, where he says, you know, if you are, are a monetary supporter, then, you know, he, he doesn't guarantee you get on the show. Right. But that's his table stakes of putting you on, right? That's like, like an incentive, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a requirement. It's like you have to be, you know, part of the membership or whatever. So that's another thing we think hopefully we'll get bigger. Um, uh, I think, you know... You know, we, we kind of th- think this is a kind of like a new era of podcasting and yeah, uh, as, as as podcasters kind of get a little, little bit more bold and saying, hey, you know, I put a lot of time into this uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and as a creator economy grows. I think we're going to see more and more podcasters like not be shy about asking for you know support monetary yeah like that so we want to be another sort of tool in that space
0: well especially when you have a business model like you are it's your marketing strategy is having a podcast and you have lead magnets memberships coaching programs Mm -hmm. and really like the information that you're giving whether you're interviewing or you're a host by yourself the info that you're giving has value it's mm-hmm. not just entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully we're entertaining as well, but um, <laughs> it, it's valuable information. So like a tip here and there for like, yeah. how valuable was that information for you today? How much are you going to mm-hmm. implement, uh, you know, of it, then show your support and show that it has value for you.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: That makes I mean, sense. It-
1: we also think it's good for the fan, too. I think a lot of times we everyone thinks um, about their own benefit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's say you're a show that where you think, you know, you're only going to maybe get like one hundred or two hundred dollars a month. Right. I mean, you know, then you'd have to ask yourself, is it still worth it? Um, and we think it is, you know, another two hundred dollars. Like I'd be happy with my that. car payment. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> it would be great. But it's a couple
0: of cases of beer.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even for bigger shows, though, it's like, if you think about it from the fans' perspective, um, sometimes they want to just support, right? And yeah. they want to be recognized for that. Giving them a place to do that is useful for them, too, I it, I, I would argue, mm-hmm. right? It's like, if you, if you could give them another place where they could be recognized for supporting you or yeah. being your biggest super fan. Like, if right now your fans have no place to be your biggest super fan, we think it's a little bit of a missed opportunity right um yeah like being recognized for being you know a super fan or one of the top ones we think it's just as important for that fan to belong to this thing absolutely
0: Um, because really when you think about it and you see even a facebook post mm -hmm. and let's say it's like you know tony robbins frank Kurt, whoever like there are diehard fans and they will comment on like every post mm-hmm. and they're always like commenting and, and what have you. So this is just another avenue for them to communicate with someone that they respect and, you know, model after or, you know, just love their stuff. So it's just another way of engaging in that way besides commenting on a social post.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm yeah and i love how you said either way because you know sometimes we get um some of our users after we launch are like you know should i still use this because i'm already using like patreon or something like that we're like yeah you use them all like they all have some Absolutely. benefits Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, why not experiment and you know try work what works for you but it's not a like ser- saying zero oh should something. i only go on itunes oh uh, no <laughs> right exactly yeah or like should i just be on instagram you know there could be a case to be made of like yeah focus on on one a little mm-hmm. bit but, you know, it doesn't hurt to be on, on, on all the other ones because they all have their, you know, absolutely features and what they're good for.
0: So. I know. I love that thought of hearing, like, some feedback or questions and actually pulling that into an episode. And even as a listener, like, listening to other people's episodes and hearing, like, a question from the audience or a story or, to me, it, like, brings that extra element of interest to the episode. I think it's... Yeah. great for everyone
1: yeah for sure um yeah we think it's a great practice we see you know huge pod it's funny like i'm trying to think like do more big podcasters or small podcasters i mean i I, I think it runs the gamut but we do see that podcasters that have been doing it for a while they they do see they eventually see the value in it yeah They, they, they think And there's never a podcaster who's too big for it. Like uh, even in the examples that I've said, it's like they've been podcasting for, I don't know, since it began 15 years or whatever. And um, every time I think, wow, maybe they're just too busy at this point, or it's good enough. You know, their audience is big enough. Um, It's not, (laughs) we see them keep doing it. No, that's like saying a movie star like, uh, you
0: know, Angelina Jolie, like she doesn't care about her fans anymore because she's already rich. It's like, it doesn't work that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. I like that analogy. Right. Yeah. You, yeah. It always pays to care about them.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think, too, as podcasters, like you are in this one track. So you don't think of those out of the box ideas like capturing that audio and putting it in your episode and communicating back to them you know with a voice answer tip or whatever that is um and also on top of that to have another opportunity of monetizing your podcast um i think it's a really great resource so i'm so glad you made it
1: (laughs) yeah thank you yeah hopefully people enjoy it because you know you know obviously we want to be a business but we want to serve you know our mission is to serve podcasters how do you know we think deeply about how do we help them grow their show because we think Ultimately, that's probably one of the biggest, like, if if I were to break up, like, podcasting into several phases, like, phase one was just like, oh, cool, we could do this thing with RSS now, right? And then phase two, it's like, maybe, you know, Serial brought that on. It's like, it kind of showed the average podcaster that they they could do it too, right? Mm -hmm. And I think in phase two, like, if you call it podcasting 2.0 or something like that, it's like more around what are the nuts and bolts of putting this together? What kind of mic do I buy? Do I need a host and all that kind of stuff? And, you know, a ton of vendors can, kind of came in this space. You know, I, I think phase three is really going to, you know, I think we're going to see more of this. It's like, we're going to see companies that think about the next level, which is yeah. like, how do I grow? How do I make money off this thing, right?
0: And stand out, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. How do I stand out? Yeah. Um, how do I take it? It's not going to be about the nuts. Like, I think that's a solved problem for the most part maybe a little bit like people are still gonna have to learn the technicalities and yeah i think you know we need important resources for that as well um but you know teaching about what's the next step there's going to be like hundreds of thousands of you know podcasters that need to learn that stuff and hopefully there's just more of these voices you know giving them good ideas yeah just like your podcast i think your podcast is great you know I, i could tell you have a focus on growth not necessarily nuts and bolts, but like of like how to put it together, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, but like, um, yeah, the growing stage is going to be really, really interesting.
0: Yeah, there are different stages, that is for sure. Now, so how can people sign up for Pod Inbox and uh, start engaging with their audience?
1: Great question. So uh, our um, website is called Pod um, com. So pretty you can go there. Yeah, right now it's a paid, uh, we only have paid plans. We think it's yeah. pretty cheap. We do have one big competitor out there. Um happy to say their name, but I keep on not yeah. wanting to. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I actually like them. I hope they it's all you, baby. succeed. Uh, but I, I, sometimes I feel like I'm talking bad about them if I bring them up or whatever. But um, I think we're a little bit cheaper than them. Uh, so we, we think about price a lot because yeah. not all podcasters could afford all the um, uh, fancy whistles. tools. So, um, th- uh, sorry, we're uh, $9 a month for uh, one podcast. If you have cheap. one podcast, it's $9 a month. And if yeah. you have three, you uh, upgrade to the business one for $19. But the exciting thing is, uh, you know, uh, we've, you know, really been seeing if it works for people. And one thing we learned, is like people need to use it for a time before they buy. So we're going to start a free plan in about two nice. or three weeks. So maybe by the time this launches, there's already going to be a free plan. So you can sign up for a free plan. And nice. that's, we'll say it includes most of the, um, uh, it's missing a couple of things like yeah, the for contact week sure. capture. And, um, uh, but for the most part, it has everything you need to capture audience uh, Get a little clips. taste of it. Yeah, yeah, get the public clips up there and even uh, even monetize. We're, we're throwing in that feature for um, – Wow. Uh, so for that, for the freemium, we're going to charge a little bit of a transaction fee. But, you know, the the way we're, we're different is if you pay for the $9 plan, we'll never charge a transaction fee, which is kind of gotcha. nice because, like, Patreon charges – You can know, get dinged. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I know. So, yeah, awesome. by the time
1: this releases, yeah, I think people will be able to just kind of sign up, give it a try. and Perfect. Uh, And we do think that's important because it's like, it's almost like starting a new Instagram account, right? It's not going to be lively on day one. You know, you're going to have to tell people. Everything takes
0: time, right? And and you got to test it out and stuff. So yeah, absolutely. Got to have realistic expectations.
1: (laughs) Highly recommend the free plan first. Yep.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking about engagement and giving us ideas to kind of take our podcast to the next level and, grow our audience. You've inspired me to try to get more in touch with my audience and I'm going to sign up and I'll even do a little video, uh, in the future and show people kind of like what it looks like and how I use it. Um, yeah, I love demonstrating things. So thanks so much for your tips. Thanks for coming on.
1: Thank you, Lindsay. appreciate it.
0: And that is a wrap for this episode of the Leverage Your Podcast Show. What is your next step? Head to leverageyourpodcastshow.com to listen to more episodes to get more insider secrets. And if you are now itching to take advantage of the power of podcasting and launch your own podcast, be sure to grab my free launch guide at launchyourpodcastguide.com. We'll see you soon.